0: No I mean nothing major happened in the last week and a half, so I don't I mean, see why we should spend a ton of time
1: on news. Showboat opened. Yeah. Didn't feel very major, did it? No. Today is Sunday, July 17th, 2016, and this is episode 19 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. My name is Craig Stone with Kyle Askin. Howdy. Uh, so we have some news to plow through before we talk about some listener emails and Facebook posts that I think are far more interesting than any of the news that has happened since we last came to you with a podcast. So uh, the first thing is that there's a fairly Dickinson poll that contradicts pretty heavily the most recent poll we talked about. So, you know, I think last time we talked, there was a poll that said 42% in favor and 42% opposed or something like that, really similar, basically a dead heat. And that was from Monmouth University. And then now we have a poll from Fairleigh Dickinson that says 57% are opposed and 35% are in favor. So you know, from basically no gap to a huge gap. <laughs> you know, twenty two percent is just an enormous gap. And I think uh this is a Brian Ianary article um in the Press of Atlantic City and his his lead was something like it's just not in the cards. <laughs> it's not in the <laughs> cards is the lead, basically saying like pronouncing this thing dead, which I think is probably hey. probably premature, but
0: not I mean, they have some uh some interests themselves in in this, I'd say. The press of Atlantic City, or Atlantic City in general. Sure. So, um, yeah, I don't don't really have too much to say about this. I mean, I think the polls are going to be much more interesting, sort of, say, three months from now, you know, like a month out from Election Day. I mean, polls at this point don't mean a whole, whole lot, especially in something like this, I think, where people's minds can be changed a bit more easily than they can about
1: some other stuff, so... You know a lot has happened, but it's it's a huge, huge difference. So you know is it just a polling thing? like the polls are just who they happen to catch like it's, it's, you know they should be sort of safeguarded for that, and that shouldn't really happen <laughs> like that's well, that's the science behind polling <laughs>
0: uh, it's probably a little column a and a little column B I mean something you know I read five thirty eight which is a famous political polling kind of website. Yeah, quite frequently, and they, they talk a lot about, like, polling science and, and why polls can be different. But I, I, I'd i say for this one, it could be that, that people's minds have changed somewhat, and it's probably that both of the polls were a bit too extreme and maybe the truth is somewhere in between. Um, So I, I'd say it's a little bit of, of both. Yeah, I
1: think that's probably a, a good enough summary.
0: So, I mean, we'll see what happens when the next poll comes out
1: in a month or two or whenever. Yeah, and certainly if you're in the against camp, 57 to 35 is is much more appealing than than the dead heat that we last talked about but Uh, that is a blowout um yeah so we'll see what happens i am not gonna go as far as the writer for the press of atlantic city and say it's not in the cards it's a done deal but it seems promising right
0: Well, it sounds like according to you advertising hasn't even really started yet so yeah
1: no still nothing we'll see if that changes anything right yeah that'll that'll be a sway and you know there has been some talk about, you know, where the millions of dollars are going to come from, and and you can expect to see a bunch of money pumped into this thing. But until any of that really happens, it's not really worth talking about. Agreed. So speaking of nothing happening, uh, Revel is apparently no closer to opening now uh, than it was a month ago. And that is according to Nick Cuba of the Press of Atlantic City, who said that there are no inspections scheduled. Uh, They had some inspections scheduled for June 21st, but uh, Glenn Straub didn't have the proper paperwork filed. One of the quotes from what Nick Cuba wrote in the article was that Straub said attorneys and professionals for Polo North are in the process of addressing the paperwork issues and hopes to have the facility opened by the end of July, which it is now late. Uh, It's mid-July, and we are getting to late July.
0: Um, I mean, it is after the halfway point, but I'd still definitely say it's mid-July. I wouldn't say this is
1: late July. Right. So, you know, Nick Cuba specifically said no closer to opening this week than it was a month ago. I can't take credit for that. He wrote that, but um, that's pretty... uh, not promising. That's the opposite of promising.
0: <laughs> hey, that, hey, he says it'll be open by the end of July. If that's true, you know, we'll at least tie our bet. So you'd have that going for you. Yeah, I've got, I said episode 20. It would be up by episode
1: 20. Um,
0: Which is probably going to be posted two weeks from today, I guess. That right? is
1: a good guess. And July 31st. So you, um, as long as they're telling the truth, it'll be a push. Yeah, because June 15th, he is definitely telling the truth about that also. Yep. So. Um, you know, and actually one of our friends, Dave, posted a poll on the Facebook group saying, When do you think the revel's actually gonna open? Um and somebody came and added never as an option. <laughs> uh which I don't think it's never. It it won't be never. Um, but you know, twenty seventeen was one of the more popular picks. Uh certainly after August, I think, was, yeah. was the consensus. So
0: Yeah, I was I was torn between after August and
1: 2017. See, I'm still like, I think he can get it. I'm like, he'll he'll push it through August. Like, something will happen.
0: Uh, here, here's the thing. At, at some point, once you get late enough in the year, there's no reason to open up a, a casino in, like, November, right? Why not just wait until
1: April? So my thinking about saying August is, like, yes, there's no point in opening a casino in November. But I still think, and really I think once you get late enough into the summer, there's no point in opening for a couple right. of weeks and then getting into the off season. But I, exactly. but I think Straub would open it just to say, I did it, I told you i to open, it's open, what do you want? And then the property would basically sit there with nobody in it <laughs> for five months. But um, I don't know, I mean, I'm still saying August, but y- you're right, like it really, the, the value of doing that or the benefit of doing that dwindles greatly every week that passes. I mean, every prime I mean- peak season weekend that goes by that it's not open makes it less reasonable to open it.
0: Right. I mean, I think the thing to do, the thing to see that would give us a lot more information that I don't know the answer to, and maybe it's been reported and maybe it hasn't, but are all the employees hired for the rebel? Because once employees are hired, I mean that they really have to open because employees are expensive and there's no reason to have employees on the payroll for a closed Hotel, casino.
1: So, Straub says he's subcontracting that all out. So, basically... It it sounds
0: like the answer is no to me. So, I don't (laughs) think they have really any real impetus to open, other than Straub wants to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, he claims that he's got companies contracted to do that. So, who knows what that actually means. If, like, if that's even true, we don't know. Uh, I mean,
0: so... So I I would think yeah if they could open it up by the end of July maybe it's worthwhile maybe or like m- mid August maybe and like after that like is there a point?
1: Yeah, I mean there's an, like there's no I, point in opening just for Labor Day weekend.
0: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't open a casino in in September. It makes no
1: sense. Yeah. In Atlantic City anyway, it doesn't make sense with with how seasonal it is. That is true. Um. So there was a rumor that our Listener Ed tweeted, uh, it was a link to Casino Daily News, uh, or Casino News Daily, sorry, <laughs> an article that, uh, says that Center Plan Companies, which I've never heard of, uh, their CEO, Robert Landino, has apparently discussed a deal to join up with the Revel Project. And so, Center Plan's this development company in, um, in Connecticut, I think, and they basically have done, you know like a stop and shop and a Rite Aid and a Family Dollar and like one residential development so the you know they haven't done huge projects but you know for all I know this is some big big company it certainly the article certainly made it out to be like this was a was a big deal but uh apparently uh Landino has filed for Revel Beach North LLC as a company um but he pointed out that it would take months before there's any sort of official announcement, and it was totally possible that nothing would come of it. Christian Hetrick from the Press of AC went and, and did some investigation, and apparently on on Tuesday of last week, Glenn Straub said, I don't even recognize this dude's name. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then on Wednesday, he said that Landino's company was being considered to operate the property's casino. So like after this article came out and this rumor came out, uh Straub totally changed his tune and was like, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, there's enough sort of smoke here that I have to acknowledge it. Uh, so certainly no deal has been reached. Uh, Straub said, we are going to talk to Boyd, uh, meaning Boyd Gaming, the hard rocks of the world. All these guys have taken a look at things and they just can't seem to put a deal in front of us that makes sense. So... You know, I saw that, and I don't know what your take on that is, but you know, no kidding, they haven't put a deal in front of you that makes sense. <laughs> I, mean. uh, I
0: just, I, the more I hear about it, the less it sounds like anyone knows what's going on. And I, I understand that he was going to open the the hotel before he did anything with the casino and and all that, but I, it just sounds like nothing's been set in stone, and you know, what. Glenn Straub seems to do is he's gonna wait for the right deal to come along and he's not gonna rush into anything just to rush into it. And I, I'm sure that when something gets signed it's gonna be a good deal for him, but for for my hope that there's a casino open in Revel anytime soon, this doesn't seem
1: promising to me. And if you're boyd gaming or hard rock, why would you give in to Revel that is so far only known as a failure, basically. Like this, you know, wouldn't you want to move in on sort of a trial period or wouldn't you feel like you sort of are totally dictating the terms here because it hasn't made any money and, you know, so far it hasn't even been able to open on time. Like there's been very little that's gone right at that property, whether it's Straub or otherwise. And if you're a big name operator like Hard Rock or Boyd, that's a risk, right? And a you know, if you're going in and you're gonna give Straub some big contract, why would you do that if you're not sure what you're gonna get? Like they <laughs> why like you have a good name. It doesn't really make any sense to me. So I'm kinda confused about those names that he threw out. Um and it probably is totally meaningless. It's probably just nothing. Like he just threw those names out because they're the big names.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll
1: see. I mean, there's some number where where it makes sense for a big casino operator
0: to come in. I mean, we know that Hard Rock has been interested in this property in the past. I mean, they actually, at least the sort of West Coast branch of Hard Rock was actually under contract to buy it before it fell apart because of uh, the power deal. But I mean, they, they obviously have wanted it. So there's some number that's going to make sense for both
1: sides. And I'm sure that there will be a casino open there at some point. But who knows one? Yeah, I guess my question is sort of, does it is it going to make sense for a big operator like that? Like, is that number that makes sense for both sides? Will a big operator that has a big name kind of say, that's too much for us, we want... I don't even know how these deals work, you know? <laughs> Are they giving a cut to Straub? Are they paying Straub sort of like a lease deal? I don't even know. Um, no, I'm not sure. But, you know, giving... A significant amount to straub, you'd think that somebody who's not a big player in the industry would have more to gain from moving in and sort of making it making it a success. Whereas somebody Sure, but Boyd, they'd have
0: more at risk too, right? I mean if it doesn't work, which you know, there's a reasonable chance it doesn't work, then a small company's probably out of business. That is true.
1: Yeah. You know, so, Boyd and Hard Rock can certainly go in and if right. it flops in a year, they say, Well, we're out of here. <laughs> right. I
0: mean it, it's kind of for me i see the revels as a high risk high reward kind of property and you know there's pros and cons to a small company versus a big company sort of taking that on
1: yeah well we'll see where this goes still no name for the revels still no casino operator named it seems like you know he said he was going to name the casino operator on whatever that was friday june 17th i think and now it seems like he wasn't even close to naming one <laughs> so that's that's something to keep in mind uh, so, moving along to other news that is probably also not terribly good uh, is that Marty Small, the city council president, has suggested a $10 fee on hotel rooms that would actually go to the city. So, right now, there's a 9% luxury tax uh, on top of the sales tax that goes to the state. Uh, there's a $5 occupancy fee that also goes to the state. And so, this is saying, let's add another $10 that goes to the city and that will help them balance their budget they are going to go, the council has has said now that they're going to go push this to the state and try to get this approved. Um, I don't know, how do you feel about another $10 in fees on your Linux City rooms? I mean,
0: I would like not to have $10 more in fees, but I understand that, you know, the states told them that they have to balance their budget or else, and they have to make the money somewhere, right? So... seems like an obvious choice in that it's something that doesn't affect most of the electorate directly. You know, this is going to be a cost that tourists pay. And um, I mean, it makes it makes for me, it makes perfect sense.
1: But so long term is the downside that you get consumers saying, "Uh, geez, here's another way that I'm getting nickel nickel and dimed on these rooms. Like, you know, a big draw of Atlantic City is that it's a cheap getaway. Uh, That's certainly a big reason that I go. Uh, And then if you keep adding up these fees and all of a sudden, you know, it's not a cheap getaway anymore. Or even if it's not about the price and it's just about nuisance. Like you book a room at a certain price and it just keeps tacking onto that. You know, at this point you're talking, you know, that would be like 38 bucks on a Caesars room on top of the advertised rate. And tax, like, before you talk about tax, like, that's a pretty big fee, like, that's a pretty big hike in the price. And so to me, I think you're risking another thing that keeps people from coming and staying overnight, which is something that obviously they really want. So like, yes, I understand that they're in dire straits. But to me, I'm just worried that it's something that is a solution for something in the short term that causes a bigger sort of decline in the long term
0: it's possible but i mean they don't they don't have to they can't worry about the long term right now they have what 4 months to balance their budget or else right i mean i don't know what they can do
1: yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of a tough position to be in and you know i'm not a economist or anything um you know certainly there are studies done about austerity and its long term impacts and <laughs> sometimes it's not great but you know it's I'm not going to come up here and say I have all sorts of data to, to back that up but as a consumer it is frustrating like I'm it's 10 dollars yeah, isn't going to stop me from going to Atlantic City but it's another right. nuisance
0: it, it it sucks 100% i mean i don't want to pay 10 more dollars a night on my hotel room or i don't know if it's 10 dollars a night or 10 dollars a trip but probably 10 dollars a night i would right?
1: assume
0: <laughs> and yeah i mean it's it's not going to be good for consumers but it's Atlantic city has to balance their budget, so so another i don't know, i'm not I'm not mad at them or whatever. I think it's a reasonable decision to make, given what their choices are so I'm assuming the casinos are gonna
1: fight this at i would i would if i were a casino, right going to the but, state level like why would you do something that adds to to the cost to the consumer that you don't see a penny of right like that there's no there's in no way is that good for the casinos um so so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if the state just says, no, it's not going to happen. Um, but another thing that Small suggested was a wage tax on people who work in Atlantic City and live outside of Atlantic City. Um I don't really know anything about the politics of that or, you know, the likelihood of that or anything, but it's just sort of another thing to, to throw out there that he suggested in uh the effort to balance their budget. So...
0: I mean, I'd say for, for me personally and like my, my worldview, like that's a bit more concerning to me than, than a tax on consumers. I mean, that, that hurts people who have been like probably honestly like hurt pretty badly by the downturn already. And not a whole lot of people that work in Atlantic city live in Atlantic city. I wouldn't think I'd say most of them probably come from neighboring towns, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I don't really know. I mean, I don't, it, I don't think it really affects me as a consumer. So like, no, in, it it doesn't. So in that aspect, it's like, well, the $10 affects me $10 worth every time I go. Uh, whereas this doesn't affect me at all. But, uh, you're right. There's something a little bit unsettling about that. Although, you know, New Jersey does have a rule that if you're a state employee, even in like public school or something, you have to live in New Jersey, uh, mm. which always struck me as kind of strange because if New York made a similar rule, it would, like, totally screw New Jersey because so many people live in New Jersey and are state what? employees in New York City.
0: <laughs> would it or would it totally
1: screw New York? That's a good question.
0: Great. I mean, it's it's not good for either party. I, I would think.
1: assume that a lot of people would move – from their New Jersey suburbs to their New York suburbs, to New York suburbs, but I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. I mean,
0: but there's what kind of there's not really that many New York suburbs of New York City, right? It's all New Jersey and Connecticut. No, sure,
1: there are plenty of like Westchester, yeah. county that Yon- whole area, Yonkers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, that's that's not a conversation for yeah, this podcast. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's we can move on. So we have some Facebook group posts that I think are worth sharing, um, specifically that. The showboat is open, uh, and we joked about this a little bit before the show, um, basically saying that should have been a much bigger deal than it was, except that a couple of users came and posted pictures of the inside of the showboat, uh, and we were very thankful for that. I mean, it was great to see what it looked like and, and to get an idea of just what they did to the place before opening it, and... I don't know what you think, but it seems like the answer is very little. (laughs) I mean, basically, they put up a a barrier around the casino floor um, and then nothing else. Like, they didn't even take down any of the signs that say, you know, House of Blues Casino. They just are up and dark and you have to walk by them because that's the entrance by the boardwalk. And then if you're in the corridors, it's like one side of you is the wall, is this temporary wall to... Where the casino would be, and there's kind of not much else going on. Like, there's one restaurant right. open, there's a bar open, and that's pretty much it, and then rooms. So, you know, it looked, in my opinion, pretty sad.
0: Right. I mean, just, we talked a bit about it last week, but yeah, I mean, there's just, right now, I would say there's no reason to go to Showboat. Yeah. So you should just pretend in your brain that it's still closed. And, and by all accounts, you know, Bart Blatstein, Bart Blatstein has big plans for it. And, you know, maybe one day it'll be something cool. Maybe if not for me and Craig, but, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of clubs there and things like that. And, and
1: hopefully he turns it around,
0: but uh, there's no reason to go to showboat right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I definitely want to thank Keith and Mel for coming and posting the pictures on the Facebook group. Like, we definitely were excited to see them, uh, and then maybe disappointed at at what they showed us. But uh, to me, I think the disconcerting thing is that, you know, Blatstein bought the sh- the uh, the pier shops at Caesars and had all these big promises about what was going to happen, and then there was sort of this feeling that, at least in my mind when I went, that you know he just sort of stapled parts of different places together like it was almost like he just took whatever cheap signage he could get and was like oh well now this is the this is the tag bar and like even that irish irish pub that we talked about like same kind of thing like oh well this sign was available so let's make this the irish pub is kind of how it felt like it was and then uh and you know the riviera beer garden like has the sign from the Riv- close riviera in vegas which sounds cool but maybe it's just because they were able to get (laughs) this a big neon sign for for jeep uh and then now you've got showboat where basically they've opened and done almost nothing to it it seems like so i don't really know much about the rooms i haven't heard anything about if they're updated the site claims that they're updated but i haven't heard anything about if they're actually really changed at all so kind of disappointing to see the common areas i'd be interested to hear about the rooms but i'm certainly glad i did not book that room when it was 101 um right so we can talk more about where i did book instead in a few minutes but also on the facebook group we got photos of new stuff that actually is new and and looks done and, and ready to go <laughs> at forgata so not too surprising that Borgata has their shit together uh their marketplace their beer garden and their outdoor pool are all open. Ed, who we've already mentioned I think once in the podcast, uh, came on and posted on the Facebook group pictures of all of those things. So we got to see the marketplace with their sort of replaced storefronts. The Ben & Jerry's managed to stick it out. So there is still a Ben & Jerry's if you were just dying for that ice cream. Um, but otherwise, I don't know, what did you think about the marketplace pictures? I mean it looks it it seems like a lot of
0: it is is similar to what Harris did in that it took a lot of their branded stores and made them unbranded it, like you know instead of having fat burger now it they have burgers and instead of having uh uh whatever the pizza place was down there, they just have pizza, yeah, it's like pizza or something, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know I'm sure it's gonna be like mostly the same I mean. You know that I'll be sad that Fatburger's not there anymore, but I, I'm sure that the experience isn't isn't too terribly different. I won't know
1: until I go, though. So one thing I thought is that the retail experience that they talk about, uh, to me, when I looked at it, it looked a little bit like something you'd see in an airport terminal. So that wasn't too exciting. Like, I thought maybe it would be a little bit more fleshed out and maybe it does like maybe it is and you go down and it's just that the pictures don't do it justice and it's much cooler than that but you know i I was sort of half expecting it to be like hudson news or whatever that big (laughs) company is that's in every airport um (laughs) so did you when you lived in the area did you ever go to
0: et's when it was in rockville that's that's what it sounded like it was going to be like to me and it it seems like it might be similar to that one day but when i saw it it didn't it wasn't similar to it at all to me yeah, that's a good point. And there's certainly play other places like that. Because ET's was like a gr- an Italian grocery and it had like three different spots you could buy food inside of it as well that were all sort of separate. Yeah, although it doesn't really look like that right now. No, so. it, it it didn't it didn't it didn't look like that to me, but that's what it sounded like. So to me it looks basically very similar to the cafeteria. Yeah, so
1: I'm wondering if there's some view that we didn't see like if you know, when you go down this that escalator to the right is all the restaurants mean, i'm assuming to the left because they talk about how there's going to be you know dining at in in the shops like you can basically sit down at the i think it was like the wine cellar or something and and eat you know we didn't see that so i'm assuming that's off to the left in that space that was basically just sort of a bunch of booths that never got used because it never got that crowded um but we didn't see that so uh, I am going next week. I don't know if I'll make it to Borgata, but I'll try to go check it out if I do. You should. Um, but Philip, who is another listener on the Facebook group, went and checked out the pool and the beer garden, um, and he said that they're definitely going for a Vegas pool feel and trying to attract millennials. And he said it was very crowded, and the prices were a little high at the beer garden. He thought, but. Uh, Couldn't really argue with the results because people were there and drinking. Um, And we did see pictures from Ed of the pool and beer garden. And, you know, it looks fine. The view from the beer garden is definitely very parking deck centric. Yeah, I I think Neil's the one that said that. (laughs) Uh, Which my brother actually pointed that out to me. He sent me like an aerial view from Google Maps of where it was going to be and he was like this is going to have the parking garage on two sides like i don't understand what they're going to do and i was like they'll figure it out they'll figure out a way to cover it up and you won't even see the parking deck when you're there when you're there you'll have like trees or whatever I was like no they don't you see the parking garage big time so um thanks definitely to ed and to philip for posting and adding so much to the Facebook group because it really, I think, adds to the conversation. And, like, obviously we can't get down every week to check these things out. So it's just really awesome to see uh, what's going on and, and to get an update from you guys.
0: Yeah, it's it's been awesome to see all the pictures that have been posted of, you know, things like the Borgata
1: Marketplace and the Beer Garden and the Showboat. Uh, it's, it's been really cool. You know, within a few days of these things opening, we had pictures and we had updates from people who were there, so... Um, definitely go join the Facebook group, uh, search do for a win in groups and you can get all this awesome content from our, our listeners and and Facebook group members.
0: Yeah. So anyway, you're going to Atlantic
1: city. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. I feel like it's been forever. Uh, which was what March our last trip was?
0: Uh,
1: no, it was in May, right? Yes. Yes. It was in May. It was after I finished my, my MBA program. I don't know. M months. It's all the same. (laughs) So I have booked a new Havana Tower room at the Trop uh, for one night, July 24th.
0: One week from tonight? Yes,
1: one week from tonight.
0: So you you, you taking off the 25th?
1: I am taking off the 25th. So we have babysitting. We hopefully do not have to rush back home on Monday and can actually sort of have most of a day down in Atlantic City. Uh, I ended up booking the Vanna Tower room partly because I wasn't fast enough to act on a cheap rate at Caesars, and those rates went up by something like three times. I had a comp room at Harrah's for a really long time, and I just didn't book it because I had such a bad experience in Harrah's Harbor Tower the last time I stayed there, and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that again, especially if I'm going with my wife. <laughs> um, so this is like our makeup trip because we were not make up like we were in a fight, but uh, we were supposed to go for our anniversary in January, and then our dog was sick, and we had to cancel, and now we've rescheduled. and For July? For July, so... Because that's near January. So, yeah, more than halfway to the next anniversary, and our dog is sick with the same sickness again now, but we are not... So, so you're telling me you're not going to go? So, no, we're not going to postpone it this time. He has medicine. He's going to deal. So... Like I said, we ended up at Tropicana. I actually was really close to booking at Showboat because it was hundred and one dollars, and now you're so
0: happy you did right,
1: so I didn't book it, and the next day it went up to like one forty seven or something, and I was like, well, I mean, it's one forty eight to stay in one of the really renovated new rooms at trop one forty eight like after all taxes and everything
0: so is that was that much cheaper than all the Caesar's rooms other than uh Harris?
1: Yeah, at this point, it's cheaper even than Harris so. You know, Caesars is still something like $200 for me before taxes and everything. So, On a Sunday night? Yeah, it's crazy. So it's possible that – I mean, I'm going to keep checking, obviously. So it's possible that Caesars comes in comped, um at some point or really cheap, and I'll change it. Uh, but I'm perfectly fine with staying at TROP. I never even checked with resorts, and I supposedly have a comp on Sundays, but I kind of felt like it wasn't the most romantic room <laughs> So, you know, if I had booked at resorts, it would have been on sort of a hope and a prayer that the $20 trick worked, and I didn't really want to leave it to that. Uh, so it was worth the 150 or whatever to make sure I was in a newly renovated room in the Tropicana.
0: Well, wow, my, my comps have basically dried up as well. At Caesars? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's that peak season for you.
0: Yeah, one one twenty seven is my cheapest, and that's at Bally's.
1: Ooh, that's too much, too much <laughs> for Bally's. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're probably gonna go spend some time at the beach. Um, talking about doing Budokan for dinner, which I know, I'm jealous. You've urged me to do, and I've never done. But I know you you weren't interested.
0: But I mean, obviously, as as it should be, you know, you've said that your wife also loves Asian food, as do I. But her. Her desires matter more than mine.
1: Yes. Which that's is understandable. Really, um, especially after I hit a, uh, a hand pay.
0: It yeah. yeah especially when night. you were
1: buying dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then this is not at all about me. So, Budokan it is. Right. Um, we'll probably go to Continental for a drink ahead of time. Um, and then, probably like, Teplitzky's, which is a restaurant, a breakfast sort of coffee shop place at Chelsea, that I've heard is good, although, it seems like the reviews lately are not that great. Um, but, if anybody has any suggestions for something close to Trop for breakfast that is better than that, feel free to share it. <laughs> uh, but that's sort of what came up. It was either that or Country Kitchen, and Country cool. Kitchen seems like kind of a dive. But that's 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 pretty sweet. Yeah, that's the plan for now. I'm excited to get back to AC after a several month hiatus.
0: Yeah. So just so you know, I'm 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 gonna guess probably sometime in the next month or two, me and my wife will probably also go to Atlantic City. We've gotten the green light. I talked to my mom, so we'll we'll have babysitting as well, and we'll probably go for for one night as well at some point. Nice.
1: Any clue? So, any clue where you're gonna stay? Wherever's cheap.
0: N- nope. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think she really likes the Borgata, so we might try to stay there, but it's gonna be expensive, especially if it's still August. So.
1: That is true. Resorts it is.
0: Yeah, it won't be resorts either. That is not where we're gonna stay.
1: I will stay at resorts happily if I'm going by myself, but. <laughs> Um, so we recently got, well, not recently anymore, unfortunately, I think it was something like five or six weeks ago, uh, Steve, who is a long time listener and our first ever emailer, he, uh, has sort of had this ongoing internal debate about where his home base should be and trying to figure out where he's going to get the best comps for his play. Um, so he's bounced now from, you know, the Caesars-Ballies complex to, golden nugget which he's tried to now tropicana um and he's got i think he's got hosts now at all of those places at caesar's uh tropicana and golden nugget and so he sent a pretty good review of trop uh basically said he loved it he said the room was very clean um he felt like the technology was a little outdated but he did like that it was really bright and vibrant unlike caesar's uh he said He's a little skeptical going in because it, he'd heard, heard Trap was more of a party place, but he thought they did a pretty good job of separating it, which I agree with totally. Like the quarter is pretty separate from the casino, so you kind of don't get the spillover of all the club, uh, club goers out in the, spilling out into the casino the way you do at maybe Golden Nugget where Haven is like just off the casino floor. <laughs> so um, he did like that. Uh, he said... They gave him gold status with the same deal that you had where it was uh, temporary and you had to earn 3,000 credits in three months, um, which actually led him to go back two weeks later to hit that mark. <laughs> um, mm. I think that was a, probably a big part of the reason he went back. But, uh, so when he went back two weeks later, he stayed in a North Tower suite. He said the suite was amazing. So these are pretty newly renovated. Um, these were the most recent renovated ones before the Havana Tower. I think they were done last year. So, he said the room was awesome, uh, living room, bar area, and a wine fridge, two bedrooms, and three bathrooms. So, uh, they were not skipping on Steve's room. <laughs> but he did sort of come up with some strikes against it. Uh, they were there a Wednesday into Thursday and Thursday morning. There were only two three-card poker tables open. They were both packed. Uh, I think they were like a $5 table and a $10, $10 table. And he went to the pit boss and basically said, hey, you know, can you open another table? These two tables are packed. We'll play much higher limits than what you've got open. And the pit boss basically basically said they didn't have any dealers available. Um, which is kind of surprising that they don't have any sort of standby staff in this event. But I don't really know how the dealer rotation works well enough to know if that's weird or not. Um, so what else? He said, well, one thing that he mentioned on both trips is that he felt like the ratings on table play was off quite a bit part of that is you know he's playing craps and three card poker and craps is really hard to track um if you listen to you can bet on that they talk about this all the time like they'll go on one trip and they'll get you know hundreds of tier credits and they'll go another trip and they'll get like you know 30 tier credits or something which is ridiculous <laughs> uh so you know the the science is very inexact it kind of relies on people to Go in and punch the numbers into the system, and they don't always do such a great job of that. So, certainly he was nervous about that. And one of the things he was actually asking, because he was saying, like, his, his, like, three-card poker play was pretty accurately represented. Um, and then his crafts play seemed to be really underrepresented, and if you just took the average hands, the crafts play really dra- dragged down his, like, average hand value. So he was wondering, like, if it made sense to, just not play craps at, at Tropicana and like split off his craps play elsewhere. So it didn't hurt his average daily hand value. Um, I don't know if you want to take a crack at, at what the the smart play is there. So, I
0: mean, for, for me, and I know, you know, obviously everyone that goes and gambles has, has different goals that they want. Um, you know, Steve includes some, some numbers of what he's bets and stuff in his emails to us. And I, I, I think He's in no danger of as someone who who has said that he just wants like a a clean room and and, you know, maybe to get his his meals picked up there. I don't I don't think there's too much of a chance that it doesn't happen for him, regardless of of what he does. And so and also, as you said, uh, like craps is a very, very, very hard game, I think, for the casino to track. Just because, you know, people change their bets so often, like a lot of it goes on feel much more so than, let's say, blackjack or three-card poker where, you know, your, your bets can change, but it's, you know, you're betting in one place. It's not nearly as complicated, you know, craps. It's like, you know, each of your bets actually probably gets rated differently, like odds don't get rated at all. So anything you put behind your bet matters zero in your rating, you know, it's just not there and, you know. Probably hard ways matter a lot more than your pass or, or don't pass bet, so I mean crap seems like a hard thing to rate but 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 for steve personally i I think that he's not in any danger of of losing his rude room and board comps,
1: so I don't think he should he should sweat it as much as as he is well, I mean getting specifically into the sort of math behind the average hand thing. You know, for one thing, assuming that you did notice that consistently you were getting undervalued on your craps play, it still doesn't make sense, right, to to split your play off to another casino because cause they're looking for your average daily theoretical. So they want to know how much you're probably going to lose in a day. It's not mm-hmm. about – it's not – It's not only your average per hand theoretical. Right. And, yeah, you're right. And they're not going to say, like – well, you played six hours total in the casino and your average hand bet over the course of all your games was X, they're, like, they're going to split it off game by game, I'm assuming. Right. Um, so they're not going to say, like, oh, well, yeah, you bet $100 on three-card poker, but you only bet 20 on craps, so your average bet is actually, like, 60 bucks. Like, I, I don't think it would work that way. I think it's going to say, like, if you play three-card poker at $100 a hand for two hours and then you play craps and you're only rated at $20 a hand for another hour that's just adding on it's not right. actually like somehow retracting your 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 average daily uh, theoretical because it's all additional so i don't think right. it makes any sense to split off i'll say that um nope but uh, unless i mean the only thing i have to say is maybe if you go
0: on a trip somewhere else and you have a choice like if I'm only going to play craps here or I'm not going to play at all like then maybe it's a bad idea to to go somewhere and
1: play something with very low bets. Yes, yeah, and and if especially if you sort of know that you're getting under right? underrated. Uh
0: Well, I'm not saying you get underrated in craps. I'm saying that craps is hard to rate properly. So you might get overrated, you might get underrated, but but it's not like blackjack. It's not like poker
1: yeah but i think the big thing sort of you know i'm not a big crafts player but the big thing i've taken away from listening to you can bet on that uh, which i'll reference again is that it's really inconsistent even at one casino so so right. even if they've underrated you this one time there's a very very good chance that you'll go again and you'll it, you know it'll be much much higher and so it's going to fluctuate a lot because that's just the nature of the game so i wouldn't worry about that too much after one or two days i think if you if you see it every single stay then you you may have a decision to make. But even then, it's probably not worth splitting off your craft's play um, to somewhere else if, you're, if you really like a property and you really enjoy other things there. Like, it's not going to jeopardize your comps there. Uh,
0: so just, just to talk about something else he mentioned, it's something I noticed as well in the mornings at TROP. They do not have a lot of tables open at all in general. So that is something to keep in mind. Like when I was there, I think they they may have had one craps table open early in the morning, and it was packed, so I couldn't play either. It it may have been two, but I think it was one. But they they do not have a lot of tables open at all in the morning. So they had zero tiles tables open
1: for a lot of the time I was there. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I struggle with with chop or have struggled with the last couple times we've gone is that you know except for the asian room the main tables like blackjack and three-card poker and stuff are really crowded and and have several rows of deep of people uh you know if you're there on peak time so it kind of makes it difficult to just sort of leisurely wander around and play which is sort of how i how i do my gambling i don't want to go someplace and stand and wait in line to play i want to just sort of wander around and be like oh this looks like a good table and sit and, like,
0: for me, I mean, I, I'm i sure the vast majority of our listeners disagree with me, but for me, you know, at a lot of tables, there's obviously X number of seats, and that's how many seats there are at the table. But with craps, you can kind of, like, cram a lot of people around the table. But I I do not like being crammed into a craps table. I'd much rather have a, a little bit of space around me, at least.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I won't squeeze in if there's, you know, right. eight people at the table. I'm not going to be the ninth.
0: <laughs> a craps table can certainly hold more than eight, but... Uh, <laughs> Eight's
1: just a number out of my ass.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so the, the, that is not. But, you know,
1: I don't want to be like the, I don't know, I don't know 13th, the, 15th. The, the 12th or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that Steve mentioned that we've actually talked about a little bit is what should his home base be? And he's wondering, base, basically, you know, we've talked about he's been to Golden Nugget, he's been to Caesars, he's been to TROP. Uh, he really had glowing things to say ab- about TROP. He has glowing things to say about his host at Golden Nugget, but he didn't love the rooms there. Um, and then Caesars, you know, of course, just kind of is very centrally located, is big, is a big casino, always has a lot of tables open, so there's always that advantage. And and one thing he said about Tropicana was that he was a little concerned that the host said he had to play, had to pay down his, uh, his comp dollars and then they'd talk about covering his future or his other, uh meal expenses meal and 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 drinks food and mm-hmm. drinks so he's a little worried about that because he's kind of just wanted to be able to relax and say like I'm not gonna have to worry about this and not you know buy food and then wonder if they were gonna pick it up and like have to go talk to his host about it but to me and you can maybe you can shed some light on this although I don't I don't know um it seems like as you go more like if you pick a place and you start to go more or even if you don't pick a place and you pick a couple and you're going to a couple of them frequently and and they get more familiar with how you're betting, like I, I feel like that's just going to fall into line. And like right now they're probably sort of hedging a little bit because they don't want to be in a situation where they're like, yeah, sure, every time you come, like all your food's covered and then you come and you don't gamble very much and then they've got to have like a conversation or they've got to cut you off and make you mad. Um, whereas if you go consistently, then, for one thing, you'll build up the comps. <laughs> so you'll have the comp dollars anyway. Um, but also, I think, it will make it more clear to them that you're there to gamble. Um, you know, I've seen, certainly the levels that Steve said he gambles at, I can't imagine it would be that much of a problem, but,
0: um. Right. Well, I mean, it's, a, a lot of people have, have different stuff, and for, for Steve, it's important to him that, that for, for me, like, I don't care. Like, I'll look at rates online. I'll, I'll go to the machine and see how many comp dollars I have, and then I'll figure that in. Like, he doesn't want to deal with that. He says he wants to call a person and get his, his room and board taken care of. And, like, that's what he wants to think about. And that's, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think wherever he goes, as, as long as, as soon as he goes a couple times and, and things get a bit solidified in the system, or get a bit solidified in his host's head of what kind of player he is. I don't think he's gonna have too many
1: problems anywhere. So I guess my question is, can he? Does he have to pick? Like, can he go to a, a couple or even three casinos and and eventually get those comps, or does he really Probably. need to narrow it down to one?
0: Um, I mean, it depends on how much you go. I mean, I'd say that how often you go to Atlantic City is definitely part of the equation of, like, how generous they're going to be with you, but it's not as big a part as how much you play each time you go or whatever. So if you want to just put it, I wouldn't go to, like, three different places if I were him because it's hard to keep up good relationships, I think, with that many people. But but two, I don't think would be too much of a problem. It sounds like he still goes semi-frequently, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, you do have to be twice as patient, though, then. <laughs> because, right. because if you're going to Tropicana one trip and sees there's another trip and then... You know, it's gonna t- it's just gonna take twice as long to sort of build up that relationship. Whereas if you just say, okay, I'm doubling down on trap, like this is the place I want to go, and and that's where you go every time, then yeah, it's gonna expedite the process for sure. Uh, as far as you know, advice on on which one I'd pick if I were him, like that's such a personal decision. I don't think yeah, I, I don't think I can I can. I mean, especially because I'm such a casino hopper, and I feel like I get so much value out of bouncing from casino to casino. It's just so hard for me to to say one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't in good conscience <laughs> make a recommendation, which is probably not what he wants to hear, but uh, it's just so tough. And and really, you know, it, it comes down to what you value more. For Steve, knowing what, what he
0: values, I would say Borgata might be best for him, but um, I don't know. I mean, he should go a few times and maybe give it a try and and make sure he's going to get the comps that he thinks he, he deserves there, um, because clearly it's the biggest property it has sort of the the highest rollers there i think anyway so he may not be able to get everything he wants but but if i were him i think he'd be the happiest there if if he could get sort of treated the way he wants to get treated
1: yeah and that's i mean that's a big if i certainly don't know you know if you want to add a fourth <laughs> casino Steve to your uh to your list of places that you've tried uh it's no no he he said he went to Borgata and I think he said he really liked it. Yeah, he definitely said he liked it. He he. I don't know that he's really built a relationship there. Or no, no, to no. Us he with...
0: he hasn't. He hasn't. But I, I think he talked to us about it a little bit.
1: So so when you when do you think the the next time
0: we should go is? Us too, you mean? Yeah, with you know friends or whatever. Uh, I mean, I've... and and with listeners who. Or also friend. Yeah, that's a good question. Because cause Steve brought it up that he's like, hey, you have to give me no, more notice than, than what we gave you,
1: than what we gave all you guys last year. Yeah, time. that was some woefully short notice. But it's tough. I feel like we're both so out of commission until yeah. even into September. I mean, I'm, I'm traveling in August, I think, a couple weekends, and then again in September a couple weekends. So it's tough. I feel like it's the rebel conversation. Like, of course we'd be able to get something in by September. Like that's ridiculous. But, you know, just thinking about my schedule, I feel like it might be difficult, but you know, I would certainly yeah. prefer not to wait until October to make that happen.
0: Yeah. It's hard for me to August. So I don't know if I told you, but my wife has, has like a, an assignment or what it was like a four week assignment with a different part of her, her office in August. So that's basically out of commission for me. Uh, September, I'm probably going out of the country for work for a week or so, probably, in September. So, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, later in September or
1: something. I have a feeling it's going to be October, and that really sucks. I mean, we can sort of see what our comp situation is, because, you know, my comps certainly open up much more as you get deeper into September. Yeah, once, you get, pa- once
0: you get past Labor Day. Yeah, so... Oh, well, I, I guess it was... Uh... Not a fruitful conversation.
1: <laughs> so long story short, we're never going to Atlantic City again. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. Um Bummer. I mean
1: it seems like like I'm going obviously next weekend. You are probably planning another I'm, trip. Yeah,
0: me me and Megan are gonna go. But, but,
1: uh, uh, no, we need to figure something out. So we'll
0: we'll start Putting
1: pieces yeah, we'll, together and figure something out, and us. we'll give and
0: and we'll we'll let you all you guys know uh, a bit earlier than we did last time because uh I, you know everyone we ended up seeing just sort of happened to already have been going that weekend anyway that we chose
1: yeah so I would very much say probably not August if yeah. <laughs> so it's probably not going to be for another you know seven or eight well, weeks at least for me August is much better than September uh, August is really sounds like it sounds like, it sounds like at least. August is very bad for you.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can do during the week sometime in August, but then we're not going to be able to meet up with people probably because they have lives.
1: Yeah. I feel like, you know, people have emailed and I feel like I'm totally blowing them off, but it's just like, uh August and September is so crappy on my calendar right now. Um, so it's honestly, I'm not just like being a dick and avoiding everybody. It's <laughs> like life is getting in the way as we've said every episode, I think for the past three episodes, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put, put our two calendars together and figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll try to keep you guys in the loop. Yep.
0: All right. I think uh, we're probably right about at the hour mark. Do you have anything else you
1: want to talk about before we sign off? Uh, I don't think so. Apologies to Paul for, for putting you off yet again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Paul. Yeah, I can tell him in person that I'm sorry. He yeah, probably doesn't true.
0: care. All right. Well, so thank you guys for listening to us as always. Thanks to everyone who has been talking and commenting and has joined the facebook group like like i said earlier it's been really great to see the conversation and the pictures and the info that that have come out of that um if you want to find out more about the facebook group you can join it at facebook.com slash groups slash do for a win uh you can find us on the website at do a uh you know occasionally we'll post some content on there other than just the podcasts but we haven't for a little while so we have to get on that uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh you can reach out to us, probably Craig at uh do for a win on Twitter, or you can send your emails to Craig at doforawin at gmail dot com.
1: Yep, sounds good. And we'll be back in a couple weeks, uh hopefully with some more detail about a future plan, but yeah, I probably wouldn't bet on it. <laughs>
0: Hopefully with uh well hopefully not with me winning a bet hopefully Revel is fully up and running the casino's awesome and it's great but probably with me winning a bet on the thirty first yeah
1: but at the very least I'll have a trip <laughs> report I'll have some
0: info to talk about oh that's true yeah city. oh that'll that'll be great yeah, so uh, thanks everyone and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks Yep, see you. Oh, you yeah. see
1: uh, Mike C.'s Facebook posts? Uh-huh. Some good stuff about people using his yeah. food credit.
0: Yeah, apparently it's common, according to people.
1: That's it's kind of weird.
0: It's weird that the employees at restaurants don't get free food there. Like, I worked at a restaurant, and I got free
1: food. I also liked Harris just removing furniture and yeah. being like, meh, you don't need a lamp.